Welcome to the Never Too Early Fantasy Football Podcast, where it is never too early for fantasy football. My name is Jeff. I'm Alex. As always, thank you for downloading, listening, liking, and commenting on our podcast videos. Please join our community by subscribing to us on the socials. Our handle on all platforms is at N2E Fantasy. We also are available on all major podcasting apps by searching N2E Fantasy. Alex, what do we have on today's show? On this episode of the Never Too Early Fantasy Football Podcast, we are priming you up for week 15. We've got some ads, some starts, and sit information, and this is officially starting fantasy playoffs for all of you fantasy owners out there so vital week most of you probably do not have buys this week so you need to know who you're going to play that we can get kickstarted with the horrible terrible no good thursday matchup this week the herbertless los angeles chargers against the lowly raiders this isn't going to be a fun fantasy matchup but we have to discuss it and see if anyone's getting played this week <laughs> jeff who are you playing and who do you have in this matchup so i would be starting eckler keenan allen if playing we're gonna have to check out his heel status and then also i'm gonna start Devontae adams in this matchup the raiders looked terrible last week and before i break down this matchup i just want to be very clear that this was not a repeat episode of last week where you said it was a horrible no good thursday night matchup with mitch trubisky versus Bailey zappy matchup turned out much better than we both thought so hoping that'll be the same here if keenan allen plays i'm definitely going to take the chargers in this matchup actually give me the chargers either way in this matchup okay well at this point you guys are <laughs> scrambling for potentially a, a a backup quarterback or someone to fill in if one of your guys is hurt maybe stick can do it i just think the raiders defense is pretty solid i think that the chargers can generate some pass rush so it's gonna be tough for aiden o'connell again i think it's gonna be low scoring no matter who is healthy out there but if josh jacobs suits up and plays and he doesn't get re-injured in his quad i think that the raiders are going to take this one and i think that it's going to be a lot of passing from aiden o'connell and some of them are going to work out so adams and myers I think are playable. Don't feel great about them, but I, I think that they should be. Keenan Allen, if he plays, I think you got to put him out there. Palmer, I think he's going to play. So Palmer, I think, is someone that you can put out there. Like you said, Eckler, maybe desperation play, put Johnston out there. He might get a uh, long reception, so maybe that. But I I'm going the Raiders this week, and I, I don't love it. So I was just looking at the spread and over-unders. Obvious. So the Raiders are favorite at negative three which is basically a default line for the home team and also in this matchup the over under is 34 right now so man they are really tempting people to hit the over on that because that's like a 20 to 17 game right there could this game be 20 to 17 perhaps so stranger things have happened where the over under hit actually in the Steelers New England game before halftime last week. So stranger things have happened. And I was looking at like some betting props and they have Eckler at 26.5 yards receiving. And I feel like with Easton stick back there, I feel like that's a, that's an easy over for me, but uh, that's uh, our betting betting moment corner for the week. And uh, we are different going into this week and knowing our track history and our record, the Raiders probably will win this matchup. Yeah, I do. I do tend to pick the Thursday nights better than you, but, uh, it's not a good matchup either way. So 
Yes, sir. Okay. So we can move on to the second matchup, and I will let you tell me who you are starting and sitting in the first of three Saturday games in the Vikings visiting the Bengals here. Okay. So it looks like Madison is probably going to miss this matchup. Justin Jefferson probably going to miss this matchup. So you can roll out Tyson Chandler if you absolutely need to. I think Hawkinson, you have to keep playing. Addison, you probably still have to keep playing. For me, I think Browning is borderline playable this week for the Bengals at the quarterback position. He's had two successful weeks. He could potentially have a third one. Granted, uh, Minnesota has a very fearsome pass rush. They are blitzing at a very high rate. I think it's like close to 70%. So that's going to be dangerous, but blitzes open up for uh, big plays because if you can survive the blitz, then you can get big plays. And I expect Jamar Chase to benefit from that. And I think that Mixon, he is uh, on a roll these past few weeks. I think he'll finish the the season strong. So Mixon is another guy that I would start. Outside of that, it's really just dart throws from there for the other skill position players. But I have, for this week, the Cincinnati Bengals pulling it out and winning at home against a struggling Minnesota team. Jeff, how do you feel about that? Do you have any differences from me here? So Dobbs is benched for Mullins in this one. I wouldn't start Mullins even if you're a quarterback desperate, although there is a little bit of a juicy receiving options in Jefferson Addison and Hawkinson. I do like Ty Chandler better than you. I've always liked him better than Madison. Um, So I would like to see him get a start, but it's going to be hard against the Bengals defense. Browning, I expect him to continue to play pretty well. The Bengals win this matchup for me as well. Okay. We can move on to the next Saturday matchup in the Steelers at Colts, and I'm fairly certain we'll have a difference here. But Jeff, who are you starting in this matchup and who are you taking? So I'm going to start Harris, Warren, Jonathan Taylor, but obviously if Taylor's not playing, then, then Zach Moss. Pittman, who is having an incredible season, which I did not see that happening. And I know you've been a big Pittman fan, and I know you can't claim that you saw this particular season coming from from him especially in a contract year i would also start deontay johnson and pat fryermuth because it does seem like deontay is targeted more by trubisky and then fryermuth is just an outlet option for trubisky that was targeted quite a bit last week it didn't work out so well but i still wouldn't let that dissuade me from trotting him back out there as far as who i have winning this matchup i would try to stay away from Minshew because of the Steelers' defense. But uh, obviously, with with Herbert down and Burrow down and just the plethora of injuries at quarterback this season, it may not be feasible, especially in two quarterback leagues. But uh, in this matchup, I like the Colts at home. I What I saw from Trubisky last week was not very good. I will go with the Colts in this matchup. Interesting, interesting. Um <clears throat> I pretty much agree with everything for the starts. Man, it's just tough for me because I don't think that the Steelers' defense has lived up to some of the talent at the at some of the key positions there, and they're definitely beat, beatable. They're going to allow a bunch of yards. I know the Colts so far are eighth in scoring, and the Steelers are seventh in points against. So one of those things has to give. It's, and it's the same thing the other way around. The Steelers are 27th in points scored, but the Colts are 29th in points against. So they're fairly evenly matched. 
I want to lean Steelers for the tech for my Texans, but I, I think I I think I'm going Colts in this one, and I don't like it at all because that doesn't bode well for my Texans making the playoffs. You gotta you gotta vote with your head. So not I'm going your Colts. Heart. All right. So speaking of your head versus your heart, we have another matchup with a team that has your heart where the Broncos face one of your favorite teams, the Detroit Lions. Who are you starting in this matchup and who are you picking in this matchup? Man, both of these teams, I feel like are now on more level playing field. Um, Goff's been struggling. I don't think that the, the Broncos aren't that great. They're both. I don't know, man. I, I've been thinking about this, but starting wise, I'm going to start both Detroit running backs, and that's Montgomery and Gibbs. I'm going to start Javante Williams for the Broncos. Going to start Cortland Sutton. He's got ten touchdowns on the year, and even if he doesn't get the yardage, it's he's going to score most likely. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm going to start him. Going to start Laporta. I think that Wilson is startable against a struggling Detroit defense. Now, Detroit gets to play at home. They get to play inside. The Broncos' defense has been better of late, but I think that you can still consider uh, Goff as a startable quarterback. To me, he's now top of the quarterback twos, so if you don't have a better option, you got to play him. And who I think is going to win this one, I think still comparison-wise, I, I feel like the Lions are the better team. And... I've got to go Lions with this one, but it's going to be a close one. Alex, I am going to go opposite of you in this matchup, and I will be taking the Broncos. They are playing so hot right now, and I expect that to continue in this matchup. I think the defense will do just enough, and the defense has been pretty great since they have let go of some of their veterans. So it did seem like some of the veterans were weighing them down and not giving the effort that the young guys are now portraying. But I think you got to start Goff and Russ in this matchup, just given the lack of good quarterbacks playing this week because of injuries. Okay, well, we can now move on to the Atlanta Falcons at your Carolina Panthers. And Jeff, do you want to take this one away or do you want me to do this one? I got this one. So I'm going to start Hubbard, Bijan, Algier, because Algier is the closer for the team. And I will be starting Thielen, Mingo, London, and Pitts. Pitts did see his target share move up last week. This is a game in Carolina, and I don't think the Falcons are that impressive right now. So I am going to go with an upset of the Carolina Panthers in this matchup. Alex, concur or Falcons? No, I'm going Falcons. I I agree with your startable players, uh, but I'm going Falcons in this one. I just think... They've got more talent and supporting cast on the offense. And I just don't think that Carolina, I think they're going to have a hard time finding a win for the rest of the year. Well, they have every reason to find a win. And I will shout this from the rooftops that it is time to start Andy Dalton in his one matchup this year. He had 361 yards passing. So, I mean, that alone would spark the team towards a couple of victories here down the stretch against the lackluster NFC South, in my opinion. We shall see, Jeff. We shall see. We can move on to the Chicago Bears at the Cleveland Browns. And this one, we're going to want to start Justin Fields against a tough defense. And we're going to start Joe Blacko as a high-end QB, too. I think that uh, Ford probably misses this week. So Kareem Hunt will be a quality RB 
three or flex play for you guys out there. But I think that Cleveland's going to be throwing the ball a lot in this one. So assuming Amari Cooper is ready to go, we're going to start Amari Cooper. We're going to start David Njoku. I think Elijah Moore would be a wide receiver for desperation flex play this week. Um, I think that DJ Moore on the bear side is a every week starter. I think that Cole Komet is a starting tight end as well. And I think that Foreman probably gets the majority of the carries in that backfield. And I just want to keep an eye on Roshan this week. I don't want to start him per se, but I want to keep an eye on him to see if he does anything. That's someone I'm going to be monitoring for the rest of the year. Um, But give me Cleveland in this one. I I think the Bears will have some fight, but Cleveland, I think, is just too good to, to lose to Chicago this week. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Browns in this matchup as well because the Browns are 6-1 and one at home this season. So I do expect them to continue that. The Bears are 2-5 and five on the road. So I do believe trends like that do continue, especially this late in the season. But I know you mentioned Roshan Johnson and you're going to watch him this week. But I just want to let everyone know that Alex will be watching him on the bench this week. <laughs> yes, I didn't say start him. I said watch him, see what happens. <laughs> I meant the Bears bench. He'll be physically sitting on the Bears bench the entire game with the Alt-22 camera. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So let me tee up the next matchup for you here because it is your team, the Texans, visiting the Titans. First, do you expect Stroud to start in this game? And then who are you starting? Who are you sitting? And what do you got for a pick in this one? I don't expect Stroud to start this one. I don't think that they'll rush him back from concussion protocol. I don't think that Nico Collins plays. As we know, Tank Dell's out for the rest of the year. I'm not certain if Schultz is even playing this week either. So that means Davis Mills is going to be throwing the ball to Noah Brown and uh, (laughs) Brevin Jordan, maybe. So it's not going to be a fun matchup. Uh, I'm really not going to start anyone for the Texans this week at all, if, if those things are all true. So I would start... Derrick Henry for the Titans. I would start Hopkins for the Titans. Maybe Tajay Spears as a flex play. I would even consider potentially desperation quarterback. I would start Levis. I, I'm going to pick the Titans in this one just for those reasons. If Stroud plays, I think that uh, Texans have a have a chance to win. And I I just don't think Davis Mills is going to beat the Titans. All right, that will be interesting. I'm also going to go the Titans in this matchup. They really made me believers because everything went wrong offensively yesterday, and they gave up some defensive points and some defensive gaff or some offensive gaffs to the Miami defense, and they still ended up squeaking out that victory. Um, so I do expect them to win this week. Will Anderson also may not play in this matchup, so we'll have to keep an eye on his status entering the weekend as well, which would make Will Levis's job in the uh, pocket a little more comfortable. All right, Jeff. Well, let's move on to our next matchup, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs at the New England Patriots. And I'll just ask you this. Do you think the Patriots pull off an upset? Who do you have in this one? So if the Patriots get out to the start that they got out to last week where Zappy throws three first half touchdowns, I think the Patriots could win this game. But I also believe the Chiefs are desperate for a win. So in that for that reason, I would be starting Mahomes. I would be starting Kelsey. I would be starting Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice now becomes a every week fantasy player, in my opinion. McKinnon needs to get the start this week because Pacheco is not going to get the start. 
I don't know how the Chiefs roll CEH out for another start this week. Maybe they don't want to give McKinnon the entire backfield load, but we'll see what happens with that. I would be okay with starting Zappy in a desperate pinch. I would be okay with starting Stevenson if playing or Elliott if not playing. Demario Douglas, I have no idea what's going on with him. He's been out for the last three games now. So I don't know if he's close to coming back. If he isn't, then why didn't they throw him on the injured reserve? All great questions that I won't have the answers to. Um, And then Hunter Henry after last week, I don't know how you don't at least throw a dart throw at tight end at him after two touchdown performance against Pittsburgh. But in this matchup, I'm going to go 100% the Chiefs, and I hope that they play pretty angry, angrily in this game. I'm also going to pick the Chiefs, but without Isaiah Pacheco, I think it's going to be a close game. And the over-under that I see in front of me right now is 37.5. I would hit the under on this game. All right. We'll see if you're correct on that. But uh, some of these under lines are begging us to hit the over button because 37 points does not seem like a lot. Yeah, I will say I think Zeke will be startable this week because I don't think Stevenson's playing. So I think okay. Zeke is someone you can put out there. So we'll we'll see what happens with Stevenson. But Stevenson has been a tough guy before coming back from ankle injuries a lot quicker than he has in the past. But uh, that remains to be seen if that is the case here. I guess I didn't realize that Demario Douglas's injury was a concussion. So it's a little concerning that a concussion has kept him out three weeks. Yeah, that's a that's a brutal one. So it must have been really bad for that to be the case. Let me tee you up here for the Giants at the Saints. Who you starting? Who aren't you starting? Let me know your pick in this one. Okay. Well, we have the five and eight New York Giants against the six and seven New Orleans Saints. Not numbers that I would have expected at this point. And it is in New Orleans. I'm gonna start Olave and Kamara for the Saints. I'm assuming Olave is okay and doesn't have an injury at this point. And I'm starting Barkley for the Giants. I'm considering putting in DeVito as a quarterback too this week. So that that's an interesting situation to, to be in. But I think that these teams are more evenly matched at this point in the season than I would have expected. And I think that... Uh, I think I'm going to pick the Giants in this one. That's not what I thought I was going to end up doing, but I'm picking the Giants in this matchup. (laughs) I'm going to go the Giants in this matchup as well. The line is currently minus six for New Orleans. So that is a bit of an interesting line, considering we are going the Giants in this matchup. So maybe that's a money line smash. Did you have anyone else that you wanted to start that I didn't mention? (sighs) I I love me some Taysom Hill, but I don't know if he's playing this week. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. It's a foot injury, so that could be concerning given what role that he plays on this team um Derek Carr's got like a plethora of injuries but he hasn't been good this year so I just don't know how you start him over even like maybe even like over at Bailey Zappi that we've talked about like I just don't know how you have any confidence in Derek Carr at this exact moment which is sad because they spent a ton of money on him in the offseason that definitely looks like a huge mistake at this point agreed okay well let's move on to an AFC East matchup with the New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins and Jeff do you think the Jets upset Miami this week so I believe that the Dolphins will rebound this week at home and I do believe that Tyreek Hill will play in this game the over under for this matchup is 39 and I do believe that the 
the Jets may not be able to line up with the speed that the Dolphins have, and I can see the Dolphins in a perfect world being able to put up 39 on their own. But switching gears here for a second, I would be starting Tua, Moster, Achan, Tyreek, Waddle, Brees Hall, and Garrett Wilson. And for those reasons, I'm starting a lot more Dolphins. For that reason, I'm going to be be going with the Dolphins in this matchup. Okay. I'm also going with the Dolphins. I don't think Zach Wilson can repeat his performance that he had against the Texans. I don't think that the Dolphins will struggle in consecutive weeks like this. So I'm picking the Dolphins. Um, I think, though, Tyreek Hill is slowed down by that ankle injury. I think that uh, it'll be a much closer game, and I think that it's another one where I might actually hit the under on the 39.5 projected over-under right now. But give me Miami. All right, so this is going to be a low-scoring week from what you're telling me, and that is not good news entering the fantasy playoffs. So there's going to be a lot of upsets in week one. So take your week one buys not for granted this week and just be grateful that you're not playing in this week if you're not. All right, so we both got the Dolphins in that matchup, and uh, we can go ahead and move on to the Buccaneers at the Packers, where we see... um, who do you got in this matchup, and uh, who are you starting? Who are you sitting? Oh, all right. Well, I, I think that this is the game of the week. Uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's one I, of them. I think them. that this will be a de- this will be a decent game. These both these teams are competing to get into the playoffs. They both have a six and seven record, but in the uh, in the NFC, potentially a losing record team might make the playoffs. So. I expect these te- these two teams to go at each other, and I'm starting Baker Mayfield. I'm starting Jordan Love, both as QB2s. So not QB1s, QB2s. Starting Rashad White. Uh, you might have to start A.J. Dillon as a flex, RB2, RB3 kind of borderline there. Starting Jordan Reed, Jalen Reed, sorry, uh, at the wide receiver spot. Assuming everything's okay with Mike Evans, I'm starting Mike Evans. Godwin's more of a wide receiver four or flex play for me. Um, I don't think Christian Watson plays. I think that Dobbs is more of a lottery ticket, so I wouldn't trust him. Kraft is usable at the tight end position as well as Otten Buccaneers, so both those guys are decent tight ends. Give me Green Bay at home. Jordan Love plays better when he's at home, and I expect him to bounce back from last week. Yeah, I completely agree with your start and sits for this matchup, and give me Bay in this matchup. This Bay? Not not Green Bay? Is it is it Orange Bay? Yellow Bay? Like, what is it? I mean, I was hoping you didn't pick up on that, because they're playing Tampa Bay, and we could just play back that I am taking Bay in this matchup. Needed <laughs> uh, a good laugh. See? This is the links that Jeff will go to to try to find a way to, to outpick me in the matchups. He has to resort to trickery and skullduggery to, to be able to out, outsmart me and out, outpick me. You can't do it, man. You can't do it. I'm good at this. Come on now. Give me Green Bay Other in than this prime matchup. Time. That's okay. the Bay I It's pick. official. It's official. He officially said the, the Bay. <laughs> uh, that, make, that got you to laugh pretty quickly. Well, another uh, thing that might make me laugh is the Cardinals' chance chances against the 49ers this week, even at home. Jeff, is there a shot that the Cardinals can actually upset the 49ers, and who are you picking? 
I mean, there's always a shot. They're coming off of a bye week. Bye weeks are finally done, as we mentioned. It's There's always a shot. They do have Kyler Purdy in this matchup that I would be starting, both quarterbacks. Uh, CMC, I would be starting Connor. It is going to be a tougher matchup for him, but uh, there's a ton of running back injuries right now as well, so I don't know how you would bench Connor. I would start Ayuk, Debo, Kittle. I would start Hollywood Brown, and I really hope to see Michael Wilson get a game here with Kyler Murray because I would love to see what kind of chemistry and what kind of future that they have together, and I really need to see that in person. So I would be starting Michael Wilson if playing this week because I do believe that the Cardinals will have to throw a lot to keep up with the 49ers. I don't think it'll go so well, so I'm going to go the 49ers in this matchup, but I do expect them to be able to throw the ball a little bit against the 49ers all right i agree across the board there so i'm also going 49ers and i agree with all your your takes there but i do have a question for fantasy owners out there who have to choose between james connor and walker with seattle who are you starting between those two i have no idea who i would be starting between those two man who would you be starting i'm currently leaning towards walker but I, I flip flop back and forth. If he could keep up the passing effort, then yeah, I don't know how you would would not ride him. It's tough because they're both playing defenses that should be great, and they're both playoff bound defenses. So, whew, I don't envy you at well, all. It's, it's, yeah, the Forty ers to me are the tougher defense, but Walker is also he's still injured. Like he played through it last week, but it's more likely that he potentially gets yardage over uh, over against the Eagles, but at the same time, Connor's been very relatively consistent, but Kyler Murray's back. Maybe Kyler steals some of the, the rushes this week. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see there. I don't know how you bench Connor, though. I just don't know how you do that. And then Walker's got a timeshare. I still like Charbonnet better than Walker, but I don't know after this last week either. Like, I know that's a little wishy-washy, but uh, we'll get to the Eagles and Seahawks in a little bit, and I'll give you a little preview of where I feel like both of those backs are. Yeah, I just feel like Walker is the higher upside, and that's probably what I need this week is the higher scoring potential, whereas I think mm-hmm. Connor is the safer floor. So I, I, that's how I would do it. Yeah, I do believe that Connor doesn't have anyone taking touches away from him, so you would get a larger piece of the pie. But, uh, yeah, you might get better carries from Walker. Okay. Well, we can move on from from there to Washington at the Los Angeles Rams. And the Rams coming off of a loss to Baltimore. I think that the, the Rams probably come back in this one. I think Washington hasn't been that great of a team of late. And I, I think that the Rams are a much better team. So I'm starting Stafford. Uh, I'm starting Kyron Williams starting Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup for the Rams. I think that Atwell's probably out with the the concussion, and I don't trust the the tight ends there. So I know Allen had a good week last week, but I I don't trust him for a back-to-back week. So I want to see more of him do what he did, continue to be consistent before I I would put him in. Um, Howell, I would say Howell is a top QB2 this week, maybe bottom QB1. But he just turns the ball over so much, I don't know if I would trust him fully. But he's going to get yardage, I would think. And I want to see Brian Robinson back. If he is, then I would start Brian Robinson. I think I would start 
Curtis Samuel over Terry McLaurin or Dotson. But I think that McLaurin, Samuel, and Dotson are all wide receiver threes at this point. With Logan Thomas being a higher end tight end two option. So give me the Rams in this one. Jeff, how do you feel about this matchup? And do you have any differences for the starters too? I'm going to take the Rams. I do feel a little different about Howell. Um, I think that they have to come out throwing the football in this one. I think Howell will be a little bit more healthy this week because he has been the most sacked quarterback in the league. So he needed this week off. And I think this reset will do wonders for him. Logan Thomas is a start um, option as well. Pass catching option. But uh, he spreads the ball around, which is pretty impressive for a second year guy, actually. And very disappointing and frustrating for fantasy also but right now he is what a top six fantasy quarterback going into this week so i don't know how that doesn't continue this week against the rams because the rams defense doesn't really scare me that much well did you pick we can now move on to jeff's most favorite matchup of probably the season and that's the dallas cowboys the 10 and 3 dallas cowboys who are currently first in the nfc east against the seven and six Buffalo Bills at Buffalo. Jeff, I know you have some interesting thoughts on this one. These are two of your favorite quarterbacks this year, especially in fantasy. Who are you taking in this matchup? So in this matchup, I'm starting everyone. So that's Dak and Allen at the quarterback position. Um, I have both of them in one league. That's a dynasty league. And uh, luckily I have a bye this week, but uh, it would be really hard for me to pick which one to start between the two of them. Dak seems to be the more impressive quarterback lately, but Allen's been the more impressive quarterback over the entire season. I would be starting both Pollard and James Cook. I would be starting two wide receivers for the Cowboys, so Lamb and Cook. And I would be starting three wide receivers for the Bills, and that's Diggs, Shakir, Davis, And uh, I also, I guess if I was desperate, I would start Gallup from the Cowboys. I just think that this matchup could produce a ton of points and a ton of fantasy points as well. So I want to get as many shares of this matchup as I physically possibly can. And uh, so that probably means Kincaid and Ferguson as well. I'm still not ready to start Knox or shy away from Kincaid with Knox in the lineup, but uh, I can understand why people would. But in this matchup in Buffalo, Buffalo is in full playoff mode right now. And I don't know if you saw at the end of the Bills Chiefs game last week, but how relieved Sean McDermott looked at getting that victory uh, after having a late lead and not losing that late lead. So uh, give me the Bills in this matchup, but I think this is going to be like a 42-37 game. Like this is going to be very high scoring. Interesting. I... I think that these two teams are as close to evenly matched as any any two teams could be. I think that these are two teams that have uh, lacked a Super Bowl victory over the past couple decades plus, and I think that both of them are potentially due a Super Bowl run. And right now, these two teams have good defenses, good offenses. The Cowboys are the first overall offense in points scored. The Bills are fifth, total yards per game. Cowboys are fourth, Bills are fifth. Um, Points against, Cowboys are fourth, Bills are sixth. Total yards against per game, that's third for Cowboys, 14th for the Bills. So I think the Cowboys edge out the Bills in in a few categories, although the Bills are also really good. I think, 
this is a game where we're going to see which which quarterback is um, the better quarterback for the MVP. This to me, this could go either way. I could totally see it being the Bills, but I think the Cowboys have the edge in this one, and I, I think the Cowboys are going to win it. And that makes me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit because I'd rather the Bills win it uh, in every level, but I think the Cowboys win this one. So the Bills are five and two at home, and the Cowboys are three and three away right now. They're five and zero oh at home. So I mean, this is outdoors in Orchard Park. I do think that that greatly favors the Bills, but you're going to still go the Cowboys in this matchup as I will record that right now. Yeah, I think the Bills just needed to win one of the matchups between the Chiefs and the Cowboys, and they beat the Chiefs. So I think the Bills are likely in the playoffs either way. Cowboys are out to prove themselves that they can beat good teams on a consistent basis. So uh, I think that if the Cowboys lose to the Bills, more questions will come back up. And uh, I think that they're, it depends they're on going the to try to prove otherwise. So. If it's a, there is yeah, good luck. If the Cowboys so. lose to the Bills, yeah. But if you have playoff aspirations and Super Bowl aspirations, you want to be able to beat other teams that people view as good. That goes for both teams, honestly, at this point. But I think I think Dallas is really good, like ridiculously really good overall. All right. So we have two matchups left. We only have four differences so far this week. I've counted so. Kind of a samey week, but this matchup here is the Ravens at the Jaguars. Let me know who you are starting and who you got in this matchup, Alex. I am starting Lamar Jackson. I am starting uh, Mitchell as a RB three or flex play, maybe RB two if I if I need it. I'm starting Zay Flowers every week. I'm starting Beckham as a wide receiver three, wide receiver four or flex. Uh, Isaiah Likely is. Uh, a tight end candidate, probably top of tight end twos near that range. Uh, I'm going to start ETN every week, even even when he struggles. I think Ridley, Ingram, those two guys are guys you have to keep playing in your, your starting lineups for the, the Jaguars as well. And I think that Zay Jones and Parker Washington are wide receiver four or flex plays for you guys. I don't know that I would play Trevor Lawrence this week if I could help it. You might not have a better option, so I wouldn't fault anyone for throwing him out there. I think he's kind of a QB2 this week. Um, but give me Baltimore. I think Baltimore is just too good for the Jaguars that are missing Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence playing injured. So I think Baltimore wins this. All right. I concur with you on the Baltimore pick. I think even if Trevor Lawrence was 100%, I would go Baltimore in this matchup. I don't see it a scenario where Baltimore does not get the number one seed in the AFC. So I think they're going to continue that march here. All right. We can go with the last matchup of the week, the Monday night matchup between the Eagles and the Seahawks. Jeff, who are you playing in this matchup and who's taking the victory? I do believe that Drew Locke starts in this matchup again because Geno's injury was described as a two-week injury. However, we do know that Geno was fighting to play last week. And from my perspective here, I do believe that um, the Eagles will be playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder in this matchup. So before I tell you who I'm going to start and sit, I'm going to take the Eagles in this matchup. But I'm going to start Hurts. And I do expect one of his bigger games of the season this week. I'm going to start um, Charbonnet because I do believe that he is the back getting the line 
uh, lion share of the carries. And uh, Swift, I will be starting him, but I don't know if you noticed last week that Kenneth Gainwell was the more productive back. So I don't know if there is a bit of a changing of the guard in that situation. That's just something that we're going to have to monitor throughout the fantasy playoffs, and that really stinks because Swift was a go-to guy for a big portion of the season. And then we have, um, I would start pretty much all of the wide, the starting wide receivers. So Smith, Brown, Metcalf, Lockett. I would start Goddard. And if I'm desperate, I would start Kenneth Walker or JSN. I just think Walker is going to have the harder time in this matchup because I do believe that they're going to have to be throwing a lot more. And I do believe that's, that spells more Charbonnet time. All right. That's not what you wanted to hear, Alex. But uh, let me know your pick and let me know what I got wrong. I think that Walker is still the guy there, but I think Charbonnet definitely prevents him from being a top option. I think Swift is still the better running back for the Eagles, but Gainwell still, he's going to split as well with Jalen Hurts stealing rushes from the quarterback position as well. But I I think that Philadelphia is still better than Seattle, especially with uh, Geno Smith being hurt and then playing Drew Locke is going to make it even worse. So I'm still I'm taking Philly in this one, although there is a non-zero chance that Seattle upsets Philadelphia. But as you know, I have to say it: we've got another bird bowl, so we uh, we get to enjoy that Monday night. And I hope that Seattle gives Philadelphia a run for their money, and I bet Dallas does as well. So Dallas can maintain the lead in the NFC East. But I'm going Philly. All right. All right, so I believe you and I wanted to break down what our playoff bubble looks like this week, and I'll let you go ahead and get started with the AFC, Alex. I'll let you get started with your conference. Okay, so I currently have Baltimore finishing as the number one seed with a 13-4 and projected record. I have Kansas City still finishing as the second seed with a 12-5 and record. I have Jacksonville finishing as the third seed with an 11 and 6 record. I have Buffalo coming back and rising from the ashes as the fourth seed, now winner of the AFC East with a 10 and 7 record, winning the tiebreakers with Miami. So I have Cleveland as the fifth seed with an 11 and 6 record. Miami, sixth seed as uh, with a 10 and 7 record. Houston winning the seventh seed via tiebreakers with several teams with a nine and eight record so that's how it rounds out for me so baltimore kansas city jacksonville buffalo cleveland miami houston jeff who do you have projected to make the playoffs for the afc so our first four are the same except for i have the bills at 11 and 6 record so i do believe that they could sweep out the rest of their games so that is Interesting because they were down on the Dolphins, but the Dolphins slipping up this week really opened up the door for the Bills to win the AFC East, in my opinion. Plus Tyreek's injury, we don't know how bad it is. They didn't look good without him. So, But my fifth seed will surprise you. It is the Denver Broncos, also at 11-6, and six, and this would be absolutely crazy. Um, I do believe in my preseason predictions I had Denver getting a wild card but I would have to go back and check if it was the first edition or the final edition of the predictions that had that six seed Cleveland Browns. And I do believe I had the Browns in the playoffs in my predictions as well in one of the two versions of the uh, standings that we did. 
And then my seventh seed at 10 and seven is the Indianapolis Colts. So what are your thoughts Ooh. there? Yep. <laughs> I can see Denver potentially making it. I actually have them tied with Houston with a nine and eight record. So I could see that go either way. I have Indianapolis with an eight and nine record. I could see it also being a nine and eight and potentially uh, unseating Houston. So that is a possibility. Um, I can also see Pittsburgh or even Cincinnati potentially making the playoffs. So none of those are, are outside the realm of possibility. I can't fault you there, but I just, to me, Indianapolis doesn't have the feel of a playoff team, and I don't think that they're good enough to get there. Denver, to me, Denver and Houston both are kind of similar as well. Uh, I really feel like we're really missing out with Cincinnati and Joe Burrow being out. I, I feel like they would have been a really nice playoff team to add to, to the mix, but uh, Cleveland, kudos to you for, for predicting them to make the playoffs. Um, I'm trying to remember if I did know I had them just missing playoffs beforehand. I, I Kudos to you there, but I'm going to let you get started with the NFC in your conference, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. And the most interesting aspect of what I said is the Dolphins missed the playoffs. So last last night might have been the nail in their coffin per se and that would be terrible but it could be the case as well all right moving on to the nfc we have the we have i have the san francisco 49ers at a 14 and 3 record in the one seed i have the cowboys at a 13 and 4 record in the two seed i have the Detroit Lions in the three seed at 11 and six. And I think Detroit is starting to realize that they're not going to be able to get out of that three seed. So there may be a few games that they misplay, for lack of a better word. And they may stumble on a few games because they don't see value in winning those games if they it doesn't help their seeding. So they might just have a lack of motivation for some of the games coming up. All right, so that puts Tampa Bay in the fourth seed, but I have them at a 7-10 and 10 record. That would be crazy because they'd be hosting a playoff team, or a much higher record playoff team, I should say, and that is fifth seed Philadelphia at a 13-4 and four record they would be hosting. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that wouldn't be the worst thing for the Eagles to go to Tampa with a 13-4 and four record and playing a 7-11, and 11, or 7-10 and 10 team on, on the road. Plus, it's warm there. so. It may not be the worst thing in the world for Philly to visit Tampa week one of the postseason. I have Green Bay in the sixth seed. They play Detroit in that scenario, but they're ten and seven. So maybe they do put a little bit of pressure on Detroit, but they're currently three games back of Detroit. So I don't really think that that would be a big concern for Detroit, that they would be tied or close to tied um, going into the last week. So that puts me to the to the last seed and if this scenario plays out um the the seventh seed would be very interesting because it would be between the rams the seahawks and the new york giants and i have the new york giants pulling an upset against the eagles in the last week to make the playoffs at an eight nine record and going to dallas in week one of the postseason what would be really interesting about that matchup is dallas blew them out two games this season so would it happen for a third game or would DeVito be enough to to write that ship but uh I'll let you pick it apart with the Giants but uh but everything else seems pretty sound right yeah I would say everything else is pretty sound I have similar first 
uh, five, I believe. So I have San Francisco at uh, fourteen and three. I have Dallas, the second seed, fourteen and three. I have Detroit at twelve and five as the third seed. I have Tampa Bay also winning the their division, but with a losing record, eight and nine. Uh, those haven't changed much for me, although I do have Dallas as the second seed now when I had Philadelphia last week. So Philadelphia comes in at the fifth seed with a 13-4 and four record. I have the Los Angeles Rams as the sixth seed with a 9-8 and eight record. And I have Seattle with a 9-8 and eight record as the seventh seed. I don't see a realistic way for the Giants to be that seventh seed, although I do think that they're going to cause some issues over the last four weeks for their opponents. So I, I can see them pretty much knocking the Saints out um, of contention, I can see them upsetting the Eagles at least one of the two matchups that they have left, and I I can see them giving the the Rams a little bit of issue, but ultimately I, I don't see a realistic way for them to make it this year. We will we will see there. Um, it's interesting that I had Denver going eleven and six in our last prediction, and I have them eleven and six right now, and that would have seemed absurd earlier in the. Um, earlier in the season. So I would like to review in a few weeks, like once the playoff brackets are set, how many playoff teams that we got correct and how many we got incorrect. I've already can tell you, I got the Ravens incorrect because I didn't have them as a playoff team. So there is that. And uh, I did have the Bengals as a playoff team, but, and that could still happen, but I obviously expected Joe Burrow to play more of the season. Yep. I, I did as well. And I, I think we both probably had the Chargers. I, I at least had the Chargers making it beforehand, and that has not, that is not going to happen this year. I did not have the Chargers making, it, but I had the Broncos making it, which is really weird. But I had the Bron or the Chargers winning ten games, and that is clearly not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll see about what team ends up winning the NFC South. That's going to be a factor because. Before the season, I had the the Saints in that spot, and also the other wild card spot. Uh, I had Minnesota there before, but obviously Kirk Cousins going down. I don't think that they end up making it. However, they they still have a chance. Um, so we'll see how that differs from our previous preseason rankings and projections. Okay, that does it for another episode of the Never Too Early Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you all for downloading and listening to this episode. Please. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Please leave us a comment and share the show. Every little bit helps. You can find us on all podcasting apps by searching N2E Fantasy and with our handle at N2E Fantasy on all social media platforms. Please join our community and give us a follow. Until next time, take care of yourselves and remember, it's truly never too early for fantasy football. Thank you again. Bye, everybody.